Hello nerds! Have you heard of the book or show Shadow and Bone? The new series on Netflix? Well, it doesn't matter, because I'm gonna tell you all about it in this episode. The show has probably been out for a while by the time this podcast gets recorded, but let's just ignore that. This series is based on a book written by Lipadugo. Just, just thinking about the books makes, makes me incredibly happy. Let's start at the begin beginning of the book series, the Shadow and Bone Trilogy. I'm gonna give you some information about the world first, cause I'm gonna say a word or mention stuff that wouldn't really make sense when you don't know the series. This book trilogy plays mostly in Ravka, that is divided by the Fold. The Fold was made by a Darkling, a Shadow Summoner who got a little power hungry and he basically created this huge wall made out of darkness, the fold. If you wanted to get to the other side of the fold, you'd have to go through it. However, the Volcra, monsters that have a taste for human flesh, live in there, making it kind of difficult to cross it. The reason you can't just walk around the fold is, firstly, it would take longer, and secondly, you'd have to enter enemy's territory, so you can choose between getting killed by your enemies or Wallcraft. Chances of survival are probably the same, so who really cares in the end? In this world, there are Grisha. Grisha practice the small science. There are three orders of them, Etheralki, Koporalki and Materialki. And each order can manip manipulate different things. Wood, glass, light, shadow, wind, water, your pulse. Basically the stuff that is already there. They can't create new things. Usually. Also, each order is further divided into different groups, but I'm not gonna get into that since I don't want to cause confusion with my incredibly not good explanations. <laughs> If I was a Grisha, I'd love to be a Durast. They're materialki and they can make things out of different materials and they invent new things and it sounds fun, so I'd love to do that. But being a sun summoner, a Grisha who can summon the sun, I do hope that makes sense, would also be pretty cool just because you'd be able to read in the dark. I do know that lamps exist, but why would you buy a lamp when you can make your hand a lamp? Also, you would save electricity, which also saves you money. And you could buy more books with that. I want to be a sun summoner. Main character is Alina Starkov. She grew up in an orphanage in Kremsen and she later became a cartographer in the first army. The first army is the principal land warfare force of Ravka, along with the second army. Whereas the second army is made up completely with Grisha, the first one only consists of people without Grisha powers. Together with her best friend Maul and many others, they have to cross the Thole to get to West Ravka on a sand skiff. However, they got attacked by a bunch of Volkram. A lot of people die. Maul gets almost killed, and then, suddenly, Alina unleashes magic that she wasn't aware of having. 
scaring off the walker and saving the others in the process. She passed out and as soon as she is kind of awake, without giving her a break, she gets brought to the Darkling, the leader of the Grisha, who then interrogates her. She then completely, voluntarily gets brought into the little palace where she finally, finally gets dressed a little, kind of. In this palace, she learns more about the power she unleashed and how to control it. A lot of things happen, causing other things to happen. And I loved every second of this. I'm gonna talk about the books later again where I will compare it to the series on Netflix and list the things that I didn't like and all that stuff. Six of Crows, the first book of a duology and place after the first trilogy, Shadow and Bone. In this book, Cass, a leader of a gang of thieves, the Drax, is offered a job that could make him rich. Very rich. He's supposed to break a prisoner out of the most secure prison, the Ice Court, in Fjerda. For that, cause he can't exactly just waltz into the prison alone, although I wouldn't be surprised if he pulled something like that off. So he gets a crew together. First I'm gonna tell you a little bit about the characters that I love more than I love myself. Which isn't that hard, but anyway, I should stop saying stuff like that. Cash Brecker is, as I already mentioned, a leader of a group of thieves. Obviously, this isn't the only gang in Katadam, the city he lives in, and he is obsessed with taking revenge on Pekka Rollins, another gang leader. I'm not going to spoil Cass and Pekka's backstory, but Pekka deserves the worst amount of pain that is possible. That's all you need to know. Whoever is listening, doesn't matter. My monologue is entertaining to me. Cass is pretty ruthless, cold and doesn't know what to do with emotions. But he's trying. And as much as he doesn't want to admit it, I think deep down he cares about his friends. And he's getting better. Ines Gaffer was taken from her parents when she was still young. She was sold to a menagerie and stayed there for a year until Cass got her out and paid off her debt. Now she's working for the drags as a spy, and she's such a strong and amazing character. It was really fun reading her chapters and getting to know her in those books. I just love her. Jesper is the sharpshooter of the group with a gambling problem, and something about him gets revealed later during Six of Crows. I'm not gonna say what, obviously. You'd have to read the book to find out. Um, like all the others, he is one of my favorite characters. He's funny and a great friend to the others, including Cass, who would rather die than admit it. Willen One Egg is the son of a rich merchant. He ran away from home because of something I must not say so, since that would be a spoiler. I'd love to tell you, but no, sorry. <laughs> All you need to know is that his father is horrible and he gets what he deserves. Willen is a kind, strong and smart person. I just wanted to, to say that since that often gets forgotten and he gets called the baby of the group. He isn't. Willen's also good with explosives, which is why he starts to work for Cass. 
Nina Zanek is a hard render. Someone, someone who can control your pulse and cause damage to your internal organs. She has a weak point for waffles and she also speaks six languages. What a nerd. She was part of the second army and worked with a group of Grisha to track down other Grisha to help them hide their powers to avoid being captured by the Fjerdan witch hunters. Casbrecker contacted her when she was in Katadam and she started to work at the house of a white rose. There she helped clients to calm down and gave them mental relief. How did she end up in Katadam? Well, either read the books or watch the series to find out. Nina is actually my motivation sometimes to learn more languages. She's 16 and knows how to fluently speak six languages. She's amazing and I love the friendship between her and Inesh. Matthias Halvar is a Fjerdan witch hunter. In the beginning of this duology he is in a prison. How did he end up there? Read the book and find out. I will somehow make all of you watch this series or read the books and if it's the last thing I do. I don't know what I'm saying, I'm, I'm tired. Anyway, Matthias is from Fjerda, which is why he is supposed to help Cass with his plan to break into the Fjerdan prison. First, he doesn't really like anyone in this gang. Eventually though, he warms up to them, kind of, after being filled with thoughts about betraying and killing them. Some people just need their time and to be honest, I, I didn't like him in the beginning, but once he stopped being kind of a jerk, he became one of my favorite characters. The list of my favorite characters is too long. Normally I only have two or three, but with the Grisha Wars, it's kind of impossible. There are too many characters to grow attached to. Anyway, all the characters have their flaws and they grow together as a group in the end. There's lots of character development and some corruption of specific characters. This duology is my absolute favorite in this Grishaverse. It's just... It's incredibly funny and so well written. I love the characters. I just... I love the cities. I love the heist. They go, they're going on a heist and I love it. The Crooked Kingdom is the second book of this duology and I'm gonna try not to spoil anything. So I'm just gonna say there's a lot of revenge, betrayal, and your heart will break in the end. But it's worth every single tear you lose while reading it. Be Just be prepared for the 40th chapter. Lee really knows how to make a reader feel emotions. Cass, the emotionally constipated thief, should read some of her books. Maybe then he'll get better at feelings. Also, there might be at some point a third book and I don't know how, to, uh, how I should feel about that. On one hand, I'd love to read more about the characters, but I heard that Badugo would probably kill one of the crows and the ending won't be happy for all the characters. I think I'd rather stick with the end of the Crooked Kingdom and return to fanfictions. The cure for everything. After this duology, there's two more books. I can't tell you a lot about it since it would spoil the events of the prior books, so just know that the storyline makes you fall in love with the Grisha Wars even more, even though it's gonna break your heart. Again, 
it's 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 worth it though. The series. I loved it so much and I'm about to explode. And the second season got announced. It's gonna happen and I'm not ready, but have been ready since I've heard about the announcement of the first season. I'm feeling a lot of feelings and I don't know what to do with them. Anyway, the first season. It was so beautifully made. The costumes and the cast, perfect. They did a phenomenal job in bringing the characters to life. Seriously, it doesn't often happen that a series is just as good as the books, but this one, this is one of the best, if not the best, of adaptations. Also, the author herself made an appearance in the series and got to hug Alina after she was presented to the King of Braska. There were a few differences to the book Shadow and Bone. For example, the crows, Nina Matthias Cass, didn't appear in the first trilogy. You know, as much as I love the Shadow and Bone characters, the crows are very dear to me. They added so many funny and amazing scenes, I loved it. Now, to the differences and things I didn't like. In the books you saw how the palace grew on Alina, especially the friendship with the tailor Jenya. This beautiful friendship was a lot more explored in the books. You did see it kind of in the series, but in the books Alina spent a lot more time with her. In the series you also didn't see what the different orders of the Grisha thought about each other. The Korporalki were a little full of themselves and according to them the Materialki were the lowest order. You noticed that more in the books. I just noticed that my cup of tea is empty and now I'm sad. Anyway, Alina had a lot more training in the books and it took longer for her to release her power on her own. Compared to the books it did feel a little rushed sometimes but I don't know how movie filming things work, so maybe there was just not enough time. I don't know. Another difference was Maul. In the books he is supposed to be Alina's best friend, which sometimes doesn't feel like it. He pays more attention to others and sometimes he acts a little like a jerk towards Alina. Especially in the second book where he was jealous a lot, almost all the time, instead of helping her out. In the series, however, he is a much better friend for her. You get to see how he was looking for her and what she experienced while Alina was gone. But then again, the books were only written out of Alina's perspective, so we don't see if or how Maul tried to get to Alina. He still grows on me during the third book though. You also saw the backstory of Nina and Matthias, which wasn't mentioned in the book trilogy. And I loved their scenes. They were just perfect. Seeing Nina on screen was just overwhelming. I love her. Those were a few of the major changes that came to my mind immediately. Also, the fold looks terrifying. Anyway, I would give my life for this series within a heartbeat after rewatching and rereading it for the rest of my life. I need all the seasons now, please. You know what else the author is fantastic at? 
besides world building and storylines, relationships between characters. Whether it is romance, friendship or anything else, their relationships feel real. They make sense. You know, romance normally annoys me. However, Lee does such an awesome job that I found myself rooting for the romance between two characters. How? I almost never enjoy reading romance because it's way too often this Oh, how lovely are their eyes! Muscles! Ooh, yay, this character is abusive to their partner. Who cares? They're hot together! Sometimes characters just get a partner because God forbid that this character does not have a partner. Let's force a relationship between those two characters even though it does make sense. How could they ever be happy alone? Oh, and no one better believe that they're gay. Oh no, I mean I am all for equality, but all my characters in my books that I have written are straight. White and have a partner. Even that cat, he is in love with this lady cat. I guess some authors are just better at writing diverse characters with a personality than others. Some authors just talk about putting diverse characters into their stories or say that this character in this book series they have written two decades ago is actually gay. But then, in the newer books, of those authors. The characters are just all the same. Straight and white. Lovely. I could name one author like that that would make me want to start rolling on the floor in desperation. Anyway, that is the end. Goodbye and read the books and watch the show.